Welcome to Ghost Gaze, a haunting the gay podcast. Hey, welcome back to Ghost Gaze. I'm Carson. And I'm Colleen. And today is our second episode of our Mackinac Island series. Um, yes, we're... so excited. Yeah, super excited to talk about the drowning pools. <gasps> oh, spooky. Oops. Spooky, spooky. Spooky. Um, <laughs> so while on my honeymoon we stopped at Mackinac as you guys may or may not know by now um and like we went to a couple different locations that are supposedly haunted and the second place we went to or like the last place we went to I should say was the drowning pool now the drowning pool isn't like a thing on Mackinac there's like no signs for it it's not like protected or anything yeah, this isn't some place you'll just be able to just like stumble upon and be like, oh, it's the drowning pools. I mean, you could probably stumble upon it because it's on a it's on a nice little walk. Um, and we will post a picture on our Instagram where you can see exactly like exactly where it is if you want to go see it yourself. But it's basically this like little inlet or not inland, um, just this little they call it a drown. They call it the drowning pool, but it's like a little. I, what would you call it? Like a lagoon or something like that, or like a small little lake, I guess, next to it's the like, big it's lake. Kind of, it's kind of boggy, almost. Yeah, it's almost. It's like that. It's like this. I don't. I don't know. It's just like this. It's like <laughs> this tiny little, uh, like twenty foot deep pool, basically. It's super. It's super pretty. I'll post some. We'll post some photos of that too. Um, so about, oh, I have. Right, um, what the drowning pools are. Yeah, so they were actually used, um, and it looks like my notes over here, in the early 1700s and into the early, sorry, but sorry, between the 1700s and early 1800s, they used this pool to drown, quote, witches. Yes. Yeah, a lot of um, people, they don't realize that Salem was not the only place in this country where they held witch trials. Or that mm-hmm. there was, like, a witch craze of some sort. It was just, like, the first and the largest. And I think they killed yes. the most people, too. Like, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, there it was happening all over the country in the time that, like, people just went fucking crazy. Those Puritans, man. Like, they, they were just... Uh, they were not of sound mind. And no. <laughs> they thought that it was a good idea that if you showed any sort of, it, it, specifically women, obviously, but like if they showed yeah. any sort of sign of being norm, uh, abnormal or intelligent, uh, intelligent, or you questioned the, the things that were happening, or in some cases, because like in the Salem Witch Trials, the little girl that like started the whole fucking craze, it, she was stirring the pot for like no reason like she knew what she was yeah. doing and she was stirring the pot <laughs> and so like sometimes people were just crazy and that led them to believe that everybody who was different and unusual was either a witch or they were crazy and nine times out of ten the tests that they chose involved basic uh biology like or like um physiology something like that um, where it, it would be like this, where they would tie women to one end of a pole and then would, they would dunk them in the water. And like, yeah. it, it's, the reports all say, like a seesaw. <laughs> they would dunk them in the water <laughs> like it was a seesaw. Like a seesaw. They would see if they would float. And, and if they did... If they did, then they were witches, and we ha- they had to be killed. And if they didn't, well, they made a mistake. Those were innocent women. Nothing to be done about that. That is, like, that part of our history is super messed up to me. It's because there's clear there's no way these people, or women specifically, are not going to survive this. You know, and it's just, it's it's, if you're in this situation, you're dead. And it's messed up, and I hate it. It makes me angry. That's my platform. Another report of the whole thing says that it wasn't necessarily used as like a flotation test 
Mm-hmm. Some people say that they it was like a method of torture. I say that it was stupid either way. <laughs> it was very stupid. Okay, because let, let me just say, if you were, if one of these um, seven women are listening right now, I hope you have podcasts up in wherever the hell you are right now. Um, <laughs> if you're If you're listening, if you were or were not a witch, you did not deserve to die like this. If you're a witch, I wish you had stayed. Yeah. Although this, you know, again, this all happened up in the Mackinac area, which, as we discussed in the Grand Hotel episode, is basically built on just an entire wasteland yeah. of bones of Native Americans and soldiers. If anybody saw our Instagram story about this time, <laughs> uh, I was so close to just, like, sending a video of the drowning pools, but Alex was like, my my now husband is was like... um. He's like, but aren't isn't that supposed to be a surprise? And I was like, but I want to show everybody how much fun I'm having. <laughs> uh, oh. And he was like, no, save it. I was like, okay, fine. I will. Oh, Alex coming in clutch. I know, right? Good job. Yeah, a lot of people say that to this day, the area is haunted. They see dark mm-hmm. shapes and apparitions. Um, I've read a couple stories of people like setting up cameras and or like staying overnight and camping out overnight and they'll see people like crawling out of the ponds which i think that Mm -hmm. is super creepy like imagine you're just trying to do some sightseeing some star sights and (laughs) camping with like like, friends and family and and, like where the i'm pretty sure the people definitely could see that because where the the closest houses are they're like up higher so you can like see over everything over like the town a little bit and i'm sure that one of those houses you can have a clear view of that let's talk more about the drowning pools what was like the general vibe when you were over there um the vibe it was well first and foremost it was such a nice day well it ended up being a nice day because when we first got there it was pouring rain um but then it ended up being a really, really nice day, like 20 minutes later after the rain. So when we got there, it was kind of, it was a little humid, but it was, it was about 5 p.m., very warm. I did not feel any sort of, like, I want to say bad feelings. It was a very calm type feeling. I can't really explain what it was, but I was just taking some pictures and kind of just walking around, and I, I, when I'm around those kind of areas, I always say, hello, I'm doing a podcast. I'm going to just research mm-hmm. you. I'm going to, we're going to talk about you. I will try to look you up. Kind of just try to, you know, if there's anything there, try to present myself in a good way and say like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to throw anything in. I'm just going to take some pictures and go my merry way. And that's what I was like kind of saying out loud. And it was a very nice, pleasant feeling. Very nice. I'm glad that it's like a, a peaceful land now yeah. then. In this sense, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was very peaceful over there. The pictures that I saw of it just looked absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the photos were great. Um, we'll definitely post a bunch of these photos as well. Um, and let us know if you see anything. Oh, there's a video, too, that I'm going to send. And the water is... This little pool, it's it's crazy. The water is just crystal clear. And you can see that it's very clearly like a twenty foot drop. It's it's really impressive for what this little this little tiny pool is and was used for. It like does blow my mind sometimes. You know, you li- I lived in Michigan my whole life. You've lived in Michigan like your whole life, essentially. Yeah. Um, and like I didn't know that this was a thing that existed until maybe a year and a half ago. The drowning pools? The drowning pools. I didn't know that they were here. I didn't know that there were witch trials in Michigan. I didn't know any of this information. And so I think it's so, uh, not cool, but, like, fascinating. It's a very, yes. um, I'm just, I'm still learning all of these, like, secret little nuggets of information. Yeah, the drowning pools was pretty cool. Like, um, it was pretty fun to be there. And, like I said, I tried to do some research on who was drowned there but i don't maybe records were destroyed i had i couldn't really 
lost the time maybe yeah i was doing um yeah trying to look up who the seven women were and uh, literally the only thing that i can find in every single article every single little snippet that i've read in a book was just the seven women from the drowning pools in michigan <laughs> yeah yeah it was like great who how do you know there's seven women like i was like googling everything and i was just like fuck it i give up it's interesting and also kind of sus you know like how yeah. do we know that it there were actually seven of them how do we know that like there could it's been like if, if it feels i feels like they're trying to cover it up and if they're covering it up then why tell anybody about it at all why um i don't know it just to me it kind of screams like maybe they really were witches which in that case like that doesn't make murdering them correct but like no maybe they found like a legit coven of women like make an example out of them you know yeah yeah but and they like who said go on the record saying that they murdered an entire like town's worth of women because right my god and that island too like it looks small compared to the island literally next to it which is like double the size but this island is huge too like right i i wonder how many people were on the island at that point in time and i'm wondering if they were just like people living in the woods somewhere because the island's pretty big and like you could have people like just staying in town and you could totally have like a which is like a coven something or like a ritual going on in the woods and nobody would know like i want to know who was like i'm just gonna go explore in the dark over here and either way like what i was getting at it was either way like if there was if there was this bunch of like probably naked women dancing around a fire why would you kill them just join them <laughs> i mean i know for a fact that if i found a group of naked women dancing around a fire as long as i was invited in then fuck yes like uh, there go my clothes. Oops, I'm dancing around the fire. All right, so today we have a very special guest with us. We have Cynthia Sear. Uh, Cynthia, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Happy to be here. Super excited. Yes, we love making new friends. Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially spooky friends. Oh, my God, those are my favorite kind of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm really interested in your podcast. It's been very fun listening. Uh, before we kind of get into the story, the whatever you're going to tell us today, <laughs> I want to ask you, so you recently kind of found out that you're a medium. Well, I mean, someone told me that they think I am. I don't know Do if I it? am or not. I don't know. I don't know. I have to decide if I believe in mediums in general. And I haven't quite made that decision yet. I, I think I do. Uh, huh? Have you ever tried astral projecting? No. I actually wrote a short story about it, <laughs> but I've not ever done it myself. Have That's you? always one of my favorite. Yeah, it's one of my favorite um, things to suggest to people when they start to get into, like, seeing if they can connect with that spiritual side is... One of the first steps, at least in my eyes, is astral projection, because that's how you learn how to move in energies that aren't ours, you know? Nice. Are you a medium? A little bit. I would, I've never been like, I've, nobody's ever talked to me and is like, oh, I think that you're a medium. But I've uh. noticed things in myself, a sort of a thing where like, I'm, I've definitely made contact with other sides on my own and things like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's happened to me. I see things all the time. And mm -hmm. I feel things and all that. So what what they said to me is logical to me. I guess I just need to wrap my brain around it. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a hard concept sometimes because especially if it's not something that you're used to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just joke around and tell people that I'm haunted. I always tell them it's not the building that's haunted. It's me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> they find me. <laughs> <laughs> whether I like it or not. <laughs> so I don't know if it's from growing up in a, 
in a very haunted house, basically, or mm-hmm. practically, or if it's just if it's in my family. I think my nanny probably had some of those um, tendencies. So I don't know why, but it's just always happened to me, but not so much to my sister, just me. Oh. My current co-host is one of my half-sisters. Uh, Brick. Oh, okay. Brick is my half-sister. And then my sister, sister <laughs> is <laughs> Tina. And Tina was on there with me at the very beginning, but she's a little shy, so she didn't. Oh, okay. And you. <laughs> but yeah, Brick, Brick is my half-sister. She's a hoot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. She was fun. Yeah. She's something. Um, <laughs> and you yourself, you're also an author, correct? I am. I published a, a fictional book in October of last year, and it is a, it's called Parade of It is eight short stories, and each one is about a different phobia. Wow. Yeah, that was, I, that was rough to write, I'm not going to lie, because I have two <laughs> phobias, and I covered them both in the book. <laughs> yeah, so writing those stories, that was rough. <laughs> I thought, well, I'm continuously having adrenaline rushes and panic attacks. So it must be a good story. <laughs> Way to confront those fears, though. Right? <laughs> well, they're common yeah. phobias. So I was like, I have to cover these. It's drowning and heights. Those are my phobias. Okay. So I covered them both. They also wanted to say, I'm really... I really love your short stories that you've written for your, um, is it for the podcast you wrote those or were you just. Honestly, most uh, of those I wrote long before the park podcast was a thing. And then oh. um, I, I made the podcast. I created it because my followers of my writing were telling mm-hmm. me that I should. And so oh. when I first started the podcast, it was actually to promote my writing at first and then it very quickly took on a life of its own. And now yeah. the podcast is bigger than all the other things. So, um, yeah. So I started out thinking, okay, all the odd episodes are going to be us kind of chit chatting about spooky things. And then the even, mm-hmm. even numbered episodes are going to be my short stories. And I do short stories for people by request too. And so some of those oh. are that. And then, and then the conversation episodes got so popular that now I'm kind of wondering if maybe I should do the short story episodes less often. I don't know. I'm still making that decision. But I yeah, coming. I like them. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. I'm paranoid. I don't like my voice when I read, and I have dyslexia, believe it or not. So when I oh, read, wow. I I stutter a little bit. Mm -hmm. you know stammer over sentences and things so i have to edit those things forever it's so time consuming i would love to hear a story from you or yes the one that i think i should probably start with is my is what i'm known for so Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know how many episodes you listen to but i talk about my grandparents haunted house all the time so my grandparents house is a big three-story Victorian Gothic style mansion in Florida. And it was built in 1876. And the family that lived in it before my grandparents bought it were ex-carnival people. And they were a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) (laughs) And the lady of the house had a son and a daughter and they were half siblings. She had an ex-husband too. And so she would not let her family leave the house. Um, They were very reclusive and she was a seamstress. So she would have her clients over to her house to have fittings and things. She made big ball gowns for the rich people in town back then. And so Mm -hmm. she wouldn't let her kids leave ever, ever. So when they got to be teenagers, they experimented with each other. (laughs) boy and girl so the daughter got pregnant by her half brother and the lady of the house was furious and she sent the daughter away and she had her baby in secret and brought it back and started raising it as her own Mm. and so that that went on fine and then believe it or not when the son of the daughter uh got old enough the daughter 
was with him too. And she got pregnant again, but this time by her son, who she had with her half-brother. So, yeah. And we we think this happened. My nanny, when they bought the house, everything the people owned was still in it. Pictures, diaries, Mm -hmm. photos. Plus, my nanny and grandpa knew the final family member before he passed away. And he also told them stories. So this is how she kind of put this all together. So the daughter gets pregnant by her son. So this time the lady of the house is furious and this baby, and she makes them keep him a little boy on the third floor. And she wants Mm -hmm. nothing to do with him. No one knows he exists. So um, he's on the third floor as a baby and the kids are taking care of him. He gets to be like five, six years old. He's mentally handicapped because of the incest. And they said that he was like he looked off to, he had some deformation maybe. And so they kept him on the third floor and he started acting out when he got to be, you know, five or six years old in that range and bringing attention to himself. And this made the lady of the house very angry. So one night she had a client over and he started throwing a fit or whatever. And the client noticed and the lady of the house kind of had to explain it away. When that Mm -hmm. client left, she stormed up to the third floor, locked the whole third floor up and would not let her children tend to him any longer. And this poor little boy who was mentally handicapped probably did not understand what was happening at all. Yeah. So he starved to death. She still didn't open the place up. She opened it up maybe days, weeks, something later when smell became an issue. She finally unlocked it and allowed him in secret in the backyard. So according to the story, that's where he still is today. Now, my family is not like him or anything, but that's where we believe he is. And he's not the only one that's died. Lots of family members of the previous family passed away from old age or sickness or whatever in the house. But he's the only one we know of that was murdered probably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that house is wicked haunted. Um, yeah. I have had so many experiences in there. My grandparents bought it before I was born. And um, my grandmother wrote a book about family's life. And that published the year I was born. But they didn't wow. really start living in it until I was, you know, probably five or six. They moved into the first floor and they kind of boarded up the second and third floor. Uh, because mm-hmm. it wasn't really safe for us kids to be in. So yeah, that's my earliest memory of any kind of paranormal experience was in that house. And I was probably uh, five or six uh, at the mm. time. So yeah, I, I in that house, it, mind you, it's in Florida. It's crazy hot, humid, yeah. whatever. There's no central heat and air, but you would have cold spots. And I don't mean like a little breeze. It felt like somebody opened a refrigerator door right beside you cold spots um voices sometimes we hear full-on full-bodied voices you know speak yeah whispers i keep i catch evps there all the time anytime i go into town and hit record on my phone i usually catch something wow so that's crazy yeah my cousins have stories from in these weird bangs footsteps are a big one on the third floor my grandparents' room was on the second floor. I remember distinctly as a kid so many times laying there. I can visibly see every- that they're asleep. And I'm just laying there thinking, what What are these footsteps? Who's upstairs? You know, it sounded like combat boot back and forth across the, the floor up there for hours. And I was listening to one of your episodes and you were talking about the library that you were, you, were, you stayed in. Mm-hmm. Is that what that was? The library, and that was right below the steps to the third floor, correct? Yes, um, sort of. So the sort library of. is on one side of the house, the back side of the house, mm-hmm. and then there's like the this short kind of hallway that goes on either side of the house. The house was made to be a duplex. So one's half of oh. it mirrors the other half of it. And when they made it into a full-blown house, they just took the middle walls out. You know, so like on either side of the library, yeah, there's, there's a little hall that leads either to the bedrooms, the bedroom Mm -hmm. suites that are on the second floor, or there's a stairway that turns and goes up to the third floor and it's on either side mirrors itself. So yeah, we, we would sometimes nanny would make us (laughs) sleep in the library and we never liked it because she loves 
porcelain dolls. And she had oh. those dang things everywhere in the library. And I swear to goodness, their eyeballs follow you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am not a fan and, of dolls in any way, shape, or form. And yes, I am like, no, I'm not looking at the doll. Its eyes are going to follow me. I get that yes, completely. That, but in a known haunted house like it's just not a good combination <laughs> terrifying so we would like lay there as little kids on the little pull out um couch and just wait for those dolls to like kill us in our sleep or something oh yeah i would never sleep and then there. you know oh, noises and mm -hmm. you know i don't know Craziness. Um, i don't looking back on it as an adult oh my good night i can't believe that we stayed there every weekend growing up and we thought almost nothing of it like it was normal to us it was normal yeah my um, oh, my grandma on my dad's no. side used to hand make porcelain dolls uh, mm. like custom orders and we would go and stay at their house sometimes when i was a kid and walking into their basement which was already an unsettling kind of vibe definitely something down there kind of a thing and then walking into her mm -hmm. workshop and seeing just the rows of glass faces staring back at me mm. That was a spooky experience. Oh, yeah. There's something about them. They pierce your soul or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we, mm -hmm. we had to sleep in there sometimes. Eventually, when we got older, we started sleeping in the other guest bedroom that was a, across mm -hmm. on the other side of the house from their room. And uh, honestly, anywhere you speak, you sleep in that house is going to be creepy. You know, <laughs> like there's no getting yeah. around that. So, you know. Cause there's always the noises and the, you know, and I did, I never saw an apparition per se, but I sure. saw what I saw looked like, um, the mirage that you see above a road, you know, like a oh, shimmery okay. light. I saw that, but it was in the perfect shape of an oval and it was floating in the middle of the room. I Ooh. saw that in their oh. house a couple different times. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, and it was one of those deals where you'd be doing something like one time I was watching TV, I think I was watching Animal House or something really funny and I was totally into the show. And then all of a sudden you're pulled out, like all of a sudden look up and because it's like somebody entered the room and I looked up from the TV and there's this floating oval of shimmeriness on the other side of the room by the door, of course. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was sitting there like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I oh, finally gosh. like, like scoot past it to get out of the room. But yeah. Mm. Did it, was it like a, like a 3d image or was it kind of like a two dimensional? image? I guess um, maybe two dimensional is how I remember it. Mm -hmm. But I knew, I knew it was not, the window like I knew it was in the middle of the room so I don't know what you would mm -hmm. call that maybe 2d okay I was just curious like if it, it like, had, depth. had some depth oh okay yeah no yeah. I, I don't think it looked like it had depth it was just mm -hmm. an oval of shimmering you know mm, yeah cool. almost like somebody propped a mirror up oh okay there, Interesting. Yeah. um did your grandparents ever themselves be like oh i heard something last night or were they did they kind of like deny everything because of the kids or the grandkids um my my grandpa would tell us that he didn't believe in ghosts mm -hmm. but then he would that he could never get the doors on the third floor to stay closed <laughs> and he would tell us that he heard a loud bang and he never had a source for it uh, so oh. he would tell us ghost stories, but then tell us he didn't believe in ghosts. So that was my grandpa. I don't know <laughs> if he was goofing around with us or what, but my nanny would always, when we were younger, she would downplay it a lot more. But as we got yeah. older, she would tell me more details until eventually as a teenager, I finally got to hear the whole story of why she thinks the house is haunted and the little boy and all that, but she, you know, she, she made it age appropriate as I got older and yeah. stuff, but yeah, um, she was very religious. So she didn't, she would always stop short of saying, yes, my house is haunted because her religious mm -hmm. beliefs kind of conflicted with it. So she would tell us, well, it's okay. I, they, they don't hurt anybody. 
and I just never feel alone and it's okay. And, you know, say things like that, but, and she did have, I mean, their house was in the newspaper on several occasions over the years for being haunted. And she, I mean, she wrote that book about the family and then, Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like she denied it. She just wouldn't openly come out and say it, I guess. Right. Okay. Before I was born, they had these big shows. I think my grandpa even built a coffin and like they would do this big (laughs) display in the yard. And the only reason she quit doing it was because um, some of the kids in the area would start throwing things at them. And at one point, my nanny got hit in the head with a brick. Oh my God. That was the year they stopped doing it. Yeah, I think that'd be the year that I would stop doing that too. That's uh, (laughs) probably a good sign to call it. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. But so that's that's my grandparents' house. Now, like I told you, I have stuff happen to me all the time. So I have plenty of other stories that happened in other locations. You want to know something I don't think I've told anybody yet? Always. I think I've never, I don't know if I, I might've mentioned this once on one show, but I can't remember on one episode, but my, my nanny, when she bought the house, the family before her were really dirty, unkept people. There was Mm. trash everywhere and all that kind of stuff. Well, on the third floor in there's a room that she thinks is the one that the boy died in. And the reason she thought that is because the fur, beside one of the windows was really rotted out and nasty. And she felt like that's probably where he laid. She felt like it was the oh. shape. Mm. So that's why she thinks it was that room. And in that room, when they cleaned it out, there were, there were piles of hair everywhere, like clumps of hair. Ooh. And she kept it. She, she picked it all up and put it in an envelope and she kept the hair. Uh, I have it now. (laughs) She gave it to me. Wow. (laughs) So on my piano in my living room, the piano that she gave me too, uh, on my piano, I have an envelope of hair that she picked up from that room in her house. And she always thought maybe it might be his hair, but she has no mm-hmm. way to prove that, you know. Right. It yeah. was just random hair. But she, right. she, I don't know why she did that. And I don't know why I have it, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> it's a fun conversation starter, though. Like, oh, what's oh, that? Yeah. Like, oh, that's... <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Well, gosh, um, what's another good story I haven't talked about much? Well, when we, so I told you, I, I see things all the time. Well, I say all the time, but often. Yeah. I always joke with friends. Like if you want to know if your place is haunted, just invite me over. I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, um, we moved to one city south of St. Augustine, um, cause the houses were cheaper. And so (laughs) we bought this cute little house, you know, and no, no logical reason that it would be haunted. There's never a logical reason usually for a building to be haunted that I am existing in, but it always ends up that way. So moved into this mine and I, my son, my oldest son wouldn't sleep in his room. Like he didn't like to sleep in his room specifically anywhere else in the house is fine, but just not that bedroom. And I, I also got a creeped out vibe from that bedroom, but it was a small house and I had nowhere else to put him. So, you know, so yeah. one time, one night he couldn't sleep. So offered to switch with him so he slept in my bed with my our, my husband and I slept in his bed and I couldn't do it and I thought my good night if I can't sleep in his room how am I going to expect him to sleep in his room like what is going on so that happened and then I just always got a creeped out vibe there and I one night I got a oh then I have my third son my youngest he's 12 now so mm-hmm. when I had him in that room, the nursery. So I put my oldest in the other room with my middle son. I gave him bunk beds, you know. And so I yeah. put the baby in there. So guess what that meant? That meant I had to get up <laughs> once or twice in the middle of the night and oh, go no. in there and nurse him 
great. <laughs> right. So I night I woke up and you know I'm sleep deprived because I have an infant and whatever. So I go to walk <laughs> out of my bedroom to go toward him because he was fussing like just to be fed, you know. So I open my bedroom door and take a step out and I look up and I can see a perfectly formed black figure of a man. It looks like a man's physique sitting in the on the couch in the living room. And the moment I looked up and saw him, it stood up from the chair and disappeared. Oh, wow. And I still had to walk past that to go into the nursery <laughs> to nurse the baby. <laughs> So oh. I go in there and I'm looking over my shoulder the whole time because now I'm freaked out. And that was not the first time I saw a shadow person in that house either. Another time I woke yeah. up in the middle of the night and when I look up from my kind of setup, you know, I saw again a perfect figure, black figure of a man standing on the other side of my bedroom. And right when I made eye contact with him, I didn't see his eyes, but when I saw him, he kind of turned and walked through the door that led to our back porch. Like he just turned and walked right through it and was gone. Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah. And then just creepy feelings in that house all the time. And so. Hi there. It's Carson. So I don't know if you just heard, but we just caught an EVP for the first time. So I am going to play it back for you guys a couple different times. I'm going to increase the volume, see if you can hear it. But from what we think, it's someone yelling, hey. So let us know what you think. Yeah. Just a weird vibe. And I don't know if that means energies are passing by and they feel me and come and find mm -hmm. me or how that works. But, you know, another time I went to my friend's house that she was buying. Her house was built in 1830. So even mm -hmm. older than my grandparents. And she's like, this house is really old and it's so cool. And she knows that I am sensitive to that, that kind of stuff. So she's like, come over and check it out. So I go over there. Everything's fine. The house feels really energetic to me the whole time I'm in it. And I like to touch things. So I was touching the walls because they're it's like a log cabin kind of thing. So it's like all original from 1830. Wow. So I'm like touching things and, you know, I'm like this is a beautiful house and all that. So she has this third floor um, loft kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I go up there. And there's these little cabinets against the wall that's like storage space. You open up the doors and you can put things in there. So I open up one of the doors on the left-hand side and I peek in to see how much space she's got in there. And I, right when I look in into the left to the far corner of that space, I see I have a flash of this girl, probably eight or 10 years old in a nightgown, like kind of huddled in the corner and she looks scared, like her eyebrows are raised and she had a startled look on her face. And she's mm -hmm. just sitting there looking at me. And whenever I see this stuff, it's a flash. So it's quick. It's like, right. it's like a movie takes over my eyes for a moment. And I see them and then they're gone. And then I'm looking at the space again. So oh. I saw that and I was like, oh, righty then. <laughs> Close the door <laughs> back. And I just thought to myself, like, you know, I don't know if hear my thoughts or not but i just thought to myself you're okay we're we're good people we're not going to mess with you you're safe and then i went back downstairs and, and she thought it was amazing <laughs> it did not deter her from buying the house <laughs> i told her like i did not get a weird vibe i didn't get like evil or anything i think you're mm -hmm. fine buying this house so oh wow so when you so like you said so it's like kind of like a movie screen like takes over for a second mm -hmm. Is that that little flash? Is it kind of like out of the corner of your eye at first? No, um, it's, it it's like full on like full on my vision okay. goes like my vision shifts from what I'm really looking at to seeing the thing, whatever it is. Like I saw a little boy standing in my own living room one time, like a year ago. Oh, wow. For no reason. My no house reason. should not be haunted. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I went to step into my living room and boom, there he was. Had his and back I, turned to me and he was looking at some toys. And That's crazy. Yeah. And I ask that because it's been happening to me more and more, but 
um, re- okay, so recently I told Colleen, actually today, um, that the other day I was sitting at home with my cat just chilling on the bed, and all of a sudden I felt a very uneasy feeling, and I, I looked to see if my cat was doing anything, and he was like, and I, it felt like someone was staring behind me, and he was looking up, and I think there might have been something here, but right before that happened, a flash right out of like the corner of my eye, um, that's why I was asking if it was like the corner of your eye. Cause that, that's mm-hmm. what happened to me. And that's what's been happening to me. If I feel like there's something near me recently, it's kind of like a flash out of the corner of my eye that I'm like, Oh, something is either appearing or showing itself. So I, that's, I was just a little curious. Yeah. No, that could very well be it. Oh. Okay. Know. So <laughs> I was like, no, Oh, she the same as me. Let me check. <laughs> I see full blown, like, people cut you know mm-hmm. i had one podcast introduce me as so today we have a lady who really does see dead people <laughs> <laughs> my movie theater story is really cool did you hear that one i um i don't think so oh Maybe? my good night i have yeah. to tell you this story then it's so oh, good sure. so i went to the movies uh my husband and i took our three sons and we saw secret life of pets so just for a time frame for you, it was a few years back. Yes. And right. um, we went to a normal, very popular movie theater in Dublin, Ohio, near where we are, and no big deal. Thought nothing of it at all. I should know better because, so, you know, something's going to happen. We go there all the time. So on this day, we go there, middle of the day, we're watching the movie. Listen, I've had three kids, so I had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you have three giant boys. <laughs> so right. middle of the movie, I um, find a spot and I rush, run out and, you know. So I guess no movies were releasing people at the time because the hallways were empty. The bathroom mm-hmm. was empty. So I go into the ladies' restroom and it's a big modern restroom and it's kind of long, you know. So I go in and I go into the first stall. And right as I'm closing the door of the stall, I hear it, the door is like a swinging door that goes into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I hear somebody like hit it like they ran in, you know, how you can push, hit those and swings. Oh, open. yeah. So I hear that, you know, like a big swinging door. So I hear somebody burst into the, the restroom as I'm closing my door. And I see a little kid's bare foot, bare feet run past my stall and go into the one next to me. And my first thought is who is letting their kid run around here with no shoes on? Like that's kind of weird and gross. So I just ignored it. I didn't really think too much of it. So um, I'm going about business. Well, the kid is like, I think it was a boy because he was making like robot noises and he was playing. So he gets into (laughs) the stall next to me and beep, bop, boop, beep, boop, you know, and he starts splashing in the toilet. And I was like, no. Like I'm a bit of a germaphobe a little bit. (laughs) So I'm like, first of all, this kid has no shoes on. Second of all, he's splashing in that toilet in a public restroom. I'm going to die if he gets that on my feet. So (laughs) I'm just to me, don't mess with me. Keep your toilet water over there and leave me alone. (laughs) So, so he's like, beep, bop, boop, beep, boop. Then he goes, what's your name? Like in this weird robot voice. And my brain went, nope, not talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) So I ignored him. And all I could think was, don't poke your head under this stall door because I am not about that life. (laughs) Leave me alone. So I don't answer him. So beep, bop, boop, beep, boop. I asked you a question, bot voice again. And then, so now I'm like irritated. And I'm like, this kid is, you know, rude and he's barefoot, all kinds of wrong. So I ignore him again. I don't answer him again. So beep, bop, boo, he, boo, you know, whatever. So I finish and I um, dress and I'm flushing the toilet and I'm, as I'm flushing the toilet and walking out, I can hear that now he's, he's like, and laughing. And so I come out of my stall and I immediately look at the one next to me and I expected to see the door closed or to, you know, see a kid in there. The door's cracked yeah. open. Nothing's moving. There's no water anywhere. There's no kid anywhere but I can still hear him laughing. And now it sounds like his laughter is kind of fading as if he's going away from me down the bathroom. 
And it was not until that moment that I realized that it was actually a, a ghost, a spirit. I thought that whole time that that was a real kid because I saw his feet and he tried to talk to me and I heard the splashing. I was fully convinced that that was a real kid until that moment. <laughs> oh. And then so this when, stuff just like happens to you. <laughs> yes. So then I freak out because, you know, that was so real. That's probably the most intense spirit interaction I've ever had. I kind oh, of wish yeah. I had talked to him now because I. Right. Right. I didn't know it was a ghost. <laughs> But so then I just washed my hands faster than I ever have in my life. I didn't do that whole, you know, seeing the alphabet. Nope. It was like scrub, scrub, rinse, rinse, gone. (laughs) So here's the best part. I get back to the movie and finish watching it. And then after the movie's over, I turn to my husband. I'm like, you are not going to believe what happened to me in that bathroom. And my husband does not believe in the paranormal at all. Not even a little bit. So he's like, oh, here we go. (laughs) So we we were hesitating because my kids like to see if there's going to be a little extra scene at the end of the credits and stuff. So we hesitated. And the people, the employees come in to clean up the theater. So right as I'm finishing saying that to my husband, they walk in and I was like, oh, here we go. I am not a shy person. So (laughs) I make beeline for them. And I am all excited. And I'm like, you guys, is this theater haunted? And this is straight Scooby-Doo movie, you guys, for real. This is what (laughs) happened. There was three younger people that were employees. And then there was another employee kind of behind them that was an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. When I asked that question, all three of those younger people looked surprised, turned and looked at him. And then he got this weird grin on his face. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, Oh, yeah, this place is haunted. Uh, Back before when this theater was smaller, this wing of the theater didn't exist. And it was a parking lot. And a little boy got hit (gasps) by a car and died. And then they built this wing of the theater on top of it. And so, yeah, he messes with lights and he messes with people. And he, you know, messes with the movie sometimes. And we have all kinds of stuff happen. And I was like, oh, my gosh, listen to what happened to me. And I told them about the bathroom thing. And they were like, oh, yeah, he does. He shows up in that bathroom all the time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was like, no freaking way. (laughs) So, of course, I I tried to do out if a boy really did die there from a car accident. I couldn't find any evidence, which really bummed me out because I love to Mm -hmm. be validated. Yeah, but (laughs) I couldn't find any evidence, but that's what happened. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Uh, Did you you turn to your husband and and we're like, ha, I told you, see, dude, I've had so many ha, I told you moments with him. (laughs) He just, he will never (laughs) believe it. Something happened to him in our house and he still won't admit that it's paranormal. uh, The best I'll get from him is I can't explain it. Like he was in uh, our basement. Okay. We we have a five level split house, which means um, the basement is levels, and then we have oh, okay. three like half levels. It's weird. So <laughs> he was on that first level of our basement, and by himself, getting, he was like behind the bar getting something, and all the rest of us were upstairs, and none of us were near him. So he went, next thing I know, he comes busting up the stairs and he's like, where's our son? Where's our middle son? And uh, we'll just call him D. So he's like, where's D? Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's right here with me. And he was like, uh, was he talking? No, no, he wasn't. Oh, well, I just heard this voice right behind my head that said, I'm right here. And it sounded just like him. And I was like, oh, snap. I got all excited. <laughs> he was terrified. Oh, wow. And I was like, woohoo. You finally had something happen. So I, you know, but then he still won't. He'll just say, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. And then he'll say, why do you always have to jump to ghosts? Why do they always have to explain it? Like, come on, honey. (laughs) Oh, well, one day, one day it'll happen. And he'll just be like, I, yeah. I tried to, I tried first married and that didn't work out either. I (laughs) I booked, we're from St. Augustine and St. Augustine is like, crazy haunted and so i booked a haunted bed and breakfast 
for us to stay in. And I didn't tell him. <laughs> and I oh. booked the haunted room in the haunted bed and breakfast. <laughs> and oh, I thought, yeah. I'm going to convince him this is going to happen and it's going to be great. And I got haunted the whole night and nothing happened to him at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was so bummed out. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like something you would do to Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend is not a huge believer oh, yeah? and it's something I would do to her. I'm <laughs> just like, hey, come here. I mean, come you on know. our vacation. Yeah, he, he teases me because it was for his birthday. And he's like, it wasn't really uh, for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both got something out of it. Yeah, yeah you know. It's oh, a pretty yeah. bed and breakfast. St. Francis Inn. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Oh, good to know. So tell our listeners where they can find you. Or what sure. your podcast is, I should say. Um, my podcast is True Hauntings and Scary Stories. And um, it's on all the major you know, podcast apps. And then my blog is truehauntings.com. And that truehauntings.com will get you pretty much wherever you want to go. There's links to my Patreon there from this episodes. There's uh, links to my Twitter and my um, Facebook group. My Facebook group is really active. Yeah. Did you join it? My Facebook group? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yes. I'm loving it. It's super fun. Yeah, we keep it pretty chill in there. <laughs> we just kind of goof memes. off the whole time. Yes, <laughs> I love memes. So I'm showing my yeah. husband all the memes. Nice, nice. Yeah. Memes are funny. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just, that's truehuntings.com. I'll get you pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know we really appreciate having you here, and I'm I'm really loving your podcast. I, I do dishes at a bakery as like my main job mm -hmm. and I'm like nothing gets me through more than like a haunted podcast. I love nice. it. Nice. We really appreciate you being here. Check no her out problem. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, Ooh. thank you for coming. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Bye. Uh, all right. Bye. Thank you. All right. Join us next time for our third installment of the Mackinac Island series. What is it? The Fort Mackinac? Yeah, we're going to talk about Fort Mackinac and all of the creepy ghosts and history and hauntings that come along with that. Yeah. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Ghost Gaze Podcast. New Twitter at Ghost yeah. underscore Gaze. Yes. Yeah. And if you have any scary stories, email us at ghostgazepodcast at gmail.com. All right, friends. Stay safe. Stay spooky out there. And if you see a ghost, who are you going to call? The ghost gaze. Ew, boobies. <laughs> 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 <laughs>